the cuff. Thank you for listening to the show. I am Adam Banks, and the madness continues. The brackets are out. I think everybody's had enough time to digest the brackets, get a good look at them, and uh, see what they think. Um, had a great show uh, last night, the Selection Sunday show. I think went really good uh, with my uh, in-studio panel and the guest callers that I had. But I wanted to do something a little uh, different on today's episode. I have via the telephone uh, Ron Mullins, who sat in as a guest caller on uh, the Selection Sunday show. Uh, typically, uh, a tradition that we that him and I like to do is we like to sit down and just ramble about uh, college basketball a little bit further in detail, especially when these brackets get released. Okay, so again, I have printed off a blank bracket, and I have slowly filled this one out, and I feel like this bracket that I have is going to be the bracket that I turn in. Um, I still have, going all the way, the University of Kentucky cutting down the nets. And yes, I did say nets this time. Last night, I kept saying we're going to cut down the banners. I don't know why I said we were going to cut down the banners because that's the whole point of playing basketball is to hang up the banners, but I kept saying that we were going to cut the banners down. So, I mean, the nets. Okay, so Kentucky still going to be in my championship game. Uh, So, without further ado, I would like to bring uh, Ron Mullins. You got him via the telephone. Ron, how's it going, buddy? Same as always. What the heck? Oh, man, just uh, looking at these brackets, um, looking at the matchups. Got uh, a lot of them are different. A lot of the games that I picked out of my gut bracket are the same, but some of them are different. I still got Kentucky winning it all. Exactly. Like, I couldn't believe I was saying that. Like, when I went back and listened to the show, I I was like, gosh, I I critique myself so much. So, you know, if you hear me mess up, do not, I will not be offended if you say, Adam, you're, I don't know what you're saying. So, (laughs) okay. Ron, you know that uh, in the NCAA tournament, uh, how they do the seeding, uh, the top seeds are very mighty, but the simple fact is that all four number one seeds have made the Final Four just once. Ever. In the whole history of March Madness, there's only been one time when all four number one seeds has went to the Final Four. So, that just proves that these number one seeds do fall. So, brings me to my first topic. Ron, who do you think will be the first number one seed to go out? I'm going to say Villanova. Okay, and Villanova, and tell me why. I just don't think Villanova's played that good of a schedule. Usually, you know, they, they struggled with Syracuse early, and everybody came out and said, you know, that's a good win. Then, you know, the season unfolded, and you see beating Syracuse is really not a good win. You know, the Big East, the Big East got seven teams in, and I think it's kind of to do on the respect of the old Big East back in the days when you had Louisville and Connecticut and, all of them, you know, fighting for the top. Just ain't a typical Georgetown team in the Big East either. Going over, they just, they're one of those teams that run and shoot and off night can beat them against a good team. They've not played anybody physical all year. They've not really played anybody who matches the talent all year. You know, I'm going to agree with you. The Wildcats are, uh, they're, de- they're definitely one of the best shooting teams in the nation. They shoot uh, 30- 37% or better. I saw that statistic actually earlier today. So I'm actually going to, but the thing about Villanova is that history shows that Villanova 
falls early in the tournament. Uh, you know, their bracket, I think, is definitely, uh, I'm not going to say the easiest bracket. It, it quite actually might be a pretty tough bracket. I think Duke, as uh, we we agreed yesterday, has the easiest bracket. But, uh, yeah, Duke's got the easiest road to the Final Four. As I think it, Villanova's got the most parity. I, I think the teams are so equal in Villanova's region, more so than other regions. Right. And the team that I feel like is going to take out Villanova is going to be North Carolina State. I really do like this team. With a team like North Carolina State, you got Lacey, Turner, and Barber. That gives you a chance to, to score so many points. Look at the key wins that they, they've beaten Duke, they've beaten North Carolina, they've beaten Louisville. This team has got some real talent. So do not be surprised if you do not see North Carolina State making a run in this tournament. I actually have them in my Elite Eight. And I don't know if I'm going to take them further than that because I haven't gotten that far yet, but I definitely have them in my Elite Eight. Yeah, I think Trevor Lacey and Barbers, you know, they can play that Shabazz Napier, Shabazz Napier, Kimball Walker type role, both of them. And especially Lacey. Lacey, once he gets going, you know, look out. You let him knock down a few shots, it's over for you. Absolutely, I agree with you. So, you know, it happens every year. The NCAA Tournament Selection Committee offers up uh, one utterly head-scratching decision. That UCLA? UCLA, right. That was going to be my next question. What team doesn't belong in the tournament? And we both agree it's UCLA. How on God's green earth did UCLA not even uh, – here's the thing, though, Ryan. Not – not only did they get in the tournament, they're not going to Dayton as a riding game. They got an 11 seed. How did that happen? Well, I don't know if anybody can answer that question. It doesn't make any sense. Any way you look at the resume, they are not an NCAA tournament team. I mean, you look at teams, you've got Tulsa, Temple, Miami, all belonged in over UCLA. And, you know, they all belonged in really without argument over UCLA. And what gets me, and if if Connecticut, which, by the way, all of conference championships need to be played on Saturday. This Sunday crap is ridiculous, but that's a different topic. If Connecticut would have won, Dayton would have been the team out. And Dayton got a much better resume than UCLA. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. That's, that's one of those uh, teams that I feel like that UCLA, I, I'm not going to say that they, they get the uh, red carpet treatment. That's Duke. But uh, that's Duke every year. But UCLA, do you think that maybe some of that tradition that UCLA has and uh, the historic of their program just maybe was on their minds while they were making that decision to let them in? Do you think that influenced them at all on letting them in the tournament? I have no idea what influenced them. We said they've gained steam down the stretch. Well, you know, they didn't go 500 down the stretch when you look at it. So if that's gaining steam, I don't know what is. Yeah, who knows? UCLA and Ole Miss just make me look at the bracket and scratch my head and say, why and how? Exactly, as as we do all. Well, uh, has your decision changed any at all from last night? Do you still have Kentucky cutting down the nets? Yeah, I think Kentucky is going to win the national title. But, you know, I don't – they're going to have – they could have a couple games to give them a test. But, I mean, you got that much talent. You're going to overwhelm everybody. The – other team in the Commonwealth is the Louisville Cardinals. They're also in the uh, bracket as Villanova, North Carolina State, um, Virginia, and that's all in the East bracket. How far do you have the Louisville Cardinals going in this tournament? Well, so you say that. I filled out my 
my bracket, I've got some teams up further. Like I got Kentucky already filled down to the final four. But while looking at the Louisville Northern Iowa game, I'm at a standstill. I think Northern Iowa presents so many matchup problems for Louisville. But something keeps telling me Louisville can win, and I'm having, you know, I'm a diehard Louisville fan, so I'm having to figure out whether it's my heart telling me or my mind. No, I completely understand that. Because I'll look, I'll fill out. I'll fill out the bracket and I'll see where I got level and I'll think absolutely no way that I have to go back. Even with them losing, even with them losing their uh, one of their top players, Chris Jones, you think that Louisville still stands as good of a chance as they did before that loss? Well, Louisville's all about matchups this year. They can't play through the matchups. You know, there's so many teams who can play through a bad matchup, but Notre Dame. There's no such thing as a bad matchup for Kentucky, but Virginia. All those teams can play through the matchup. Louisville can't. And Louisville has to get matchups. I, as a fan, I wanted Arkansas as the five seed with Louisville because I don't see that being a problem. But they're going as far as the matchups can take them. That's probably not going to be very far. Right. I definitely understand. You know, speaking of Louisville and speaking of UK, uh, Louisville and UK, let's talk about that. Uh, those two teams right there. Uh, respectively, we both. We both are from Kentucky. You like the Louisville Cardinals. I like the Kentucky Wildcats. That's our teams. But, you know, put our fandom aside and our our bias uh, minds aside with that. The relevancy of the Louisville Cardinals and the U.K. Wildcats, I think, are two of the top programs in college basketball today. Uh, as far as relevancy in the last 10, 15 years, would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. I think that's a given. I mean, if you, you said the last 10, 15 years, you'll get the last five years. You know, the most winning team in college basketball in the last five years is the Louisville Cardinals. The number two is the Kentucky Wildcats. Kentucky, Kentucky as they finish their run, will jump in front of Louisville for that distinction. As they're two games back right now. And, you know, you look, since 2011, there's been a team from this state in the Final Four. 2012, it's been both of them. Louisville taking it in 13. Not only in the Final Four, but in the National Championship games is 2012. And I think that continues. I think Kentucky wins the title this year. I think Kentucky wins the title next year. Or goes to the Final Four at least. And I think Louisville's got a shot to be there the next year. You know, I mean, uh, it's quite remarkable how this state has turned out to be. I mean, it's always been a basketball state. But I'm so happy to see Kentucky and Louisville uh, doing as good as what they're doing because they keep that bragging right alive, saying that we are the basketball state. North Carolina uh, is definitely one of those states that thinks they're the basketball state with Duke and North Carolina and North Carolina State. But, you know, we have Kentucky and Louisville, and that's all we need. So um, I'm happy to – Louisville's value is $39.5 million a year. The profit is $24.7 million. That's number one in the – I think Kentucky's three around twenty million. If Kentucky's three, their value's thirty-two million. Look at the Louisville's thirty-nine million. Duke and Carolina's not even worth almost twenty million. You know, almost twenty million's a lot. You start looking at thirty-nine million for Louisville and thirty-two million for Kentucky. That's a that's a big difference. And the reason that is is because of the fan bases. The fan bases put Louisville and Kentucky far above everybody else. What was that statistic that you told me uh, just in conversation about Forbes magazine having Louisville as the number one uh, profit profitable school in college basketball? Is, is that a statistic that still stands true today? Yes, that's been 
nine years old. Wow. Now, no, so, that's that's impressive. So the 2014 values was, I got the top three in front of me, and that's Louisville valued number one at 39 million, Kansas at number two with 33 million, and Kentucky at three with 32 million. Kansas makes a profit of 20 million, while Louisville makes a profit of 24.7 million. I don't have Kentucky's figures in front of me. You know, I, I do. I, I do have, if it's a fair market value, like the NBA, the players that played for Louisville, we played one million five hundred twenty-nine thousand two hundred seventy-one apiece. While the players for Kentucky would be paid eight hundred ninety-one thousand six hundred thirty-six. And North Carolina is not on the list. Yes, they are. North Carolina would be paid seven hundred eighty-seven thousand nine hundred eighty-two, which is still a huge drop down from Kentucky and Louisville. Coaching vacancies. Uh, we talked a little bit about that uh, last night on the Selection Sunday show. We talked about Anthony Grant getting fired at Alabama. Uh, what's the latest on the coaching vacancies? I know you keep uh, a good lookout on uh, what jobs are coming open and who's on the hot seat. What's the latest? I think Steve Palms you got at Alabama. Uh, I think they're going to target him. He's done very well. He should have moved into the NCAA tournament this year. You know he didn't because he plays in Ohio Valley. I understand that. You know, that's just the way it goes. But Prom, it's, you know, he's done a great job with Murray State. He's an Alabama alumni. Right. So, you know, you hear Mike White from LA Tech. Or even Brad Underwood from Stephen F. Austin. Okay. You know, Mike White's an old Miss one, so he knows the SEC. But I think Steve Prom's where, where it lands there. And uh, the coach at DePaul, he resigned. Yes, Oliver Fidel. And uh, do you th- what do you think about that coaching job? I think DePaul is a great coaching job. I, mean, I think it'll be one of the premier coaching jobs in the nation. They've not really done this in a few years, but I mean, they got top-notch facilities. They they share some facilities with the Chicago Bulls. You know, they've got some. They, they get all the old Bulls, you know, equipment, which the Bulls switch more than anybody because they're the top NBA team. And, you know, they're, and they're getting ready to build a new state-of-the-art facility. And in Chicago, I mean, just the players from Chicago. I mean, Anthony Davis from Chicago, keep him home. Wayne Blackshear, oh, you know, keep him home. He's not no world setter, but at DePaul, he can make a difference. Keep the players in Chicago, in Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Chicago gets out-recruited Val, Valparaiso, which, you know, Bryce Drew could be a good candidate for DePaul, but Valparaiso out-recruits DePaul in Chicago. That's just ridiculous. You know, that's interesting that you say keep the players, keep the Chicago players in Chicago. I think Chicago is, uh, as far as growing excellent elite basketball players, the city of Chicago is sits at the very top of cities in the nation that grows the best basketball players. I mean, just the talent that has come out of Chicago, the list could go on for days, but... Um, you know, we talked a little bit about coaching last year, and I, I, I think that um, Bruce Pearl, uh, if you remember, I predicted the Bruce Pearl hire to Auburn, and he went to Auburn. Do you think Bruce Pearl will stay at Auburn a good year or two longer than uh, after this year before moving on to a next uh, to a bigger job than where he's at? I think that all depends on what comes open. I don't think Bruce Pearl will just you know up and leave Auburn for any job that opens, he's going to build Auburn back up. Bruce said while we're at ESPN that he'd love to coach Boston College. You know, did he get 
offered that job last year could there be sore feelings I don't know Bruce was very interested in coaching the ACC and you know I heard Georgia Tech was a job that would really interest him if it came open but you know Brian Gregory had like nine losses by one point this year with a bunch of freshmen and sophomores so I expect Georgia Tech to make a major leap and probably not be looking for a coach so I think it all depends on the jobs that come open I see Bruce at Auburn for a little bit he's going to stay loyal when he leaves Auburn, it's going to be a job he feels he can win a national title with. I, feel like, I don't even know if it's that kind of job. I feel like there's going to be a lot of big jobs open up. I think Tom Crean at Indiana is on the hot seat. I think Indiana is going to be a job that opens. I think Greg Marshall from Wichita State can make – I think he's the next big name. I think he is just waiting on a big program to take over. That's why nobody can leer him away from Wichita State. I know Tennessee was interested in him. Um, and other schools uh, came knocking at his door. Auburn was was another school that I heard had interest in uh, uh, Greg Marshall. But I think he's one of those coaches that definitely could be at a school like Indiana, maybe North Carolina, a place like that. But uh, Duke, Coach K, he's he's getting up there in age. And so was Roy Williams. And, uh, you know, your man Patino ain't going to be in the game forever. So, there's a lot of big programs that can have a lot of vacancies, so it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Oh, yeah, a lot of big jobs are open. I think Indiana keeps Tom Crean for one more year because his buyout is massive if they wanted to fire him. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at the far Tom Crean have to pay one of the biggest buyouts Indiana's ever had to pay a coach, and then they have to go buy some coach out of their current job and bring them back in, but next year money opens up better. Brad Stevens will be a lot cheaper to get from the Celtics, who I think ultimately ends up at Indiana. And, you know, a job not open is St. John's. I mentioned this last night. St. John's, Steve Montiello is, I mean, you just look at fit sometimes. Rick Pitino, in 2001, Rick Pitino, Louisville, perfect. John Calipari, Kentucky, perfect. Bill Self, Kansas, perfect. Boy Williams, North Carolina, perfect. Steve Montiello, St. John's, perfect. And while that's not happened yet, I don't know. Uh, that's that's interesting. Maybe you can go in there, uh, try to get, try to write on a blog or something. I, I forgot to mention, uh, Ryan is the uh, editor in chief of the Wild. Is it the Wild Card Sports Blog? And uh, he, it's updated daily. He's got some good information on there. It's actually where I printed my bracket off. So I really appreciate you uh, giving me that information. But I wanted to give you that plug, uh, Ryan. Before I let you go. I want to um, ask you two things now that you've had a chance to digest the bracket just a little bit more in detail. I want to know who your Cinderella team is going to be in this tournament, and I want to hear who your Final Four is one last time. Cinderella team, that could be tricky. But when you look at the 15-5, you look at the 15-2 games, uh-huh. you look at Belmont and Virginia, to see Belmont beat Virginia. I know I got Virginia as the national runner-up last night, but the more I look at that, the more the matchup is I still like Virginia. I think Virginia wins that game, but, you know, once that game's played, don't don't be shocked if Belmont knocks off Virginia. Okay, Belmont. I like it. And your Final Four, you got Kentucky. Who else? Well, I got Kentucky. I'm also a bit Eastern Washington over Georgetown, Stephen F. Austin over Utah, Wofford over Arkansas. I got Wofford over Arkansas, and I'll probably go Buffalo over West Virginia. But, you know, I got Kentucky in the Final Four. I think they're going to go down. 
and this is a little different what I said last night, I think they play the Arizona Wildcats in the Final Four. On the other side, I have no idea. I have no idea who's going to bring out the East. Just, it's just up in the air. Just up in the air. I'd like for you to pick something. I, I, I want to keep NC State, I like it, man. You and me both. I, I, I really am going to just keep kicking myself if I don't put NC State in the Final Four and uh, and they end up there. I'm going to go with NC State and Utah in one Final Four with Kentucky going over Utah for the national championship. Ah, I appreciate the Utah. What makes you like Utah so much? I have no idea. <laughs> game by game, and I like them in those ups in those games. Duke has flamed out so many times. I think Duke's going to flame out somewhere the more I think about it. And I just like the Utah game for them to flame out. And after Utah beats Duke, I think Gonzaga's a little overrated. I put them over that. And basically, to be honest with you, before the championship game, I'd have said the hell with it, NC State or Utah, and said Utah. Real quick, Ryan, uh, we talked just talking about Duke. Did you get a chance to watch the I Hate Leitner 30 for 30 last night? No, it's, it's a great, it's a great film. You should take a look at it. He was really, uh, Leitner was, uh, he was a character, and uh, we haven't had a character like Christian Leitner in a long, long time. So I, I, I highly recommend everyone to check out the Thirty for Thirty on ESPN. I hate Christian Leitner. It's pretty interesting. But Ron, who was your final four this time? My final four. Okay, well, I have Kentucky in the Midwest. I have North Carolina State in the East. I have, in the West, I'm going to put Wisconsin, and in the South, I think I'm going to go ahead and put, uh, that's a hard one, because I don't want to put Duke because they flame out like you said. I don't think, I think Gonzaga is overrated, one of the most overrated teams, uh, seeded teams in the tournament. Um, I agree. I Probably I'm going to have to go with... Uh, SMU could actually come out there, believe it or not. Yeah, but you know... Good uh, Iowa State. Iowa State. I like That's it. Good Iowa State. I like it. Iowa State. That's who I'm going with. Iowa State, North Carolina State, Kentucky, and Wisconsin. That's my Final Four. And one team not to get everybody's upset, Georgia State over Baylor. Don't buy into that. Georgia State can't score. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> I like it. Well, Ron, thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure. No problem. Ron Mullins, everybody, with the uh, Wild Card Sports Blog. want to thank you for listening to the show. Again, March Madness is uh, right around – well, March Madness is here, but the brackets, uh, you got to get them in. Uh, fill out your bracket. Get into many pools you can, as many pools as you can, and the games start Wednesday and it's going to be fun and exciting. We'll, I'll be back to keep you more up to date with what's going on, and I will see you, ladies and gentlemen, in the next episode. <laughs>